Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. All right, here we go with the rundown. Next seminar's up February 4th through the 6th, April 1st through the 3rd, and then June 3rd through the 5th. All of those, of course, in Wichita Falls. For camps coming up, we do have a coaching development camp covering how to coach the squat on January 9th in Plano at Starting Strength Plano. Then we have a self-sufficient lifter camp on the list January 22nd in Wichita Falls. We have a squat camp on the list January 29th in Oklahoma City at Starting Strength Oklahoma City. And then plenty of squat and deadlift camps on the list January 9th on Long Island with Patrizo and Palladino. Draw your own conclusions from that. Then January 15th for the Mass Holes up in Boston at Starting Strength Boston. Then January 22nd with the new and improved Muscles from Brussels in Belgium. And then in Orlando also on January 22nd at Starting Strength Orlando with yours truly. And then finally just added to the list Indianapolis on February 26th. Plenty of starting strength gyms with pre-sales going on, so get that lower rate locked in. Katy, Texas, outside of Houston, Beaverton, Oregon, Chicago, Illinois, and of course, Memphis, Tennessee. But we still need coaches, so if you're interested in becoming a professional coach, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com, check out the coaching tab, and get linked up with the Ukrainian freight train in a capel, and she'll give you the rundown on what's the what. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. You get to figure out what day it is. I'm tired of helping you with this. I mean, I hold your hand enough as it is already. You can't be responsible for what day it is. I don't, you know. At least do that much. Ask your mom. All right. Ask your mom. Hey, where'd you get this delicious hot water? Got a little, kind of a, what is that flavor? Coffee? Mine tastes delicious. How's yours, Nick? That's pretty good. Brie? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I just had some French market where I came from. We had French market, and this tastes like uh, what you're going to make tea with. The pre-tea water. Pre-tea. Just gonna stop buying water. you coffee. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, then you get mad at you for not. <laughs> <coffee>. <laughs> yeah. What you need to order is a is a red eye or a black eye for Rip. Okay. Yeah. Get me a black eye. Now, which one is what, the red? The red is one shot. Is one. I and think the black, black eye is two, two shot. Oh, here's is the that bar- right? Here's the barista right here. She could tell us. Yeah. Bree, in a previous existence, actually used to drink coffee. Made it. According to worked for that giant corporation. Yep. That we all hate like fuck. She it the, was dog shit coffee though. Let's she hit the buttons according burnt. to the pre programmed instructions. <laughs> it's burnt. Pump the syrup. Charbucks they call that because she, all of their fucking coffee is over roasted. Yeah, it is. She blended yep. the sweet drinks, the frappuccinos. The frappuccinos, they've caramel got a, macchiata. They've gotta sell ninety five percent just frappuccinos, right? I mean it's mostly 
What is the caramel caramel macchiata? That shit's delicious. It is good. I've never had oh, it. It's I just, so fucking I just good. It's dessert. Forty-five-year-old Karens ordering it in front of me in line. You should try it. You should try it. It's delicious. It's pretty good. I'm, look, I just no. I'm not going to. Some shit I'm just not going to do. Okay, man. It's a latte with lots of sugar in it. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's, you know. And a latte is just a coffee with a bunch of cream in it, right? Milk. Milk. Yeah. Milk. Milk, yeah. See? What's the problem? I, I, I can do that myself. Save the $8 or whatever the hell it is now. I think now you need to show your voter registration card to get in Starbucks, and it has to be a it Democrat has to be party. Democrat party. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there are Starbucks locations that will make you show your vaccine cards. <laughs> See, that's another thing I won't. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So. I have a fake one for when I got to go to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fake vaccine card. So you can go to Starbucks. Yeah, of course. Boy, you gotta, are bought in. I got to get, right? get my caramel macchiato. <laughs> you are bought in, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. <clears throat> Well, all right, I guess what we have to do now is uh, get this over with. And that, of course, is comments from the heaters. Very smooth today. Very smooth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got some real prize ones tonight eric fleury fleury apparently a frenchman says as a naturally grumpy and chubby person i feel i'd fit right in at that gym (laughs) that said i'm not sure i can pull the type of epic mustache that seems to be part of the dress code you know why you can't grow a mustache, Eric? Low T. Low T. Because you're like a girl or something. Or a Frenchman. Frenchmen are known for their mustaches. Though. Are they really? Aren't they? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, any Frenchman with yeah, a mustache. The twirly thing at yeah. the end. Only Frenchman I know here is Eric here. That's true, yeah. And all he, we have is. He can't manage a mustache. All we have is fictional depictions of Frenchmen, so. Could be all bullshit. Yeah, in the cartoons and right. stuff. Yep. Wait, isn't your background yeah. French? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can grow a mustache. Yeah, but that was four hundred years ago. Yes, the first ancestor moved to the United States in sixteen ninety five. So that was that's eh, three hundred. All right, let's see. So, 1,700 to 1,800 years. 18 to 19 is 200 years. 19 to 2,000 is 300 years. And here we are, like, so. 20, 320. 320-something years. Five, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We're in 25 years ago. Plenty of time. The first Libido. Plenty of time to. To to lose the Frenchness. To lose the Frenchness. Yes. I bet that everything guy, except the name. I bet that first ribido smelled pretty bad. <laughs> you know he did. Yeah. You know he didn't bathe. Yeah. Because that's just not what French people do. Right. Yeah. Why waste the water? Yep. You know. 
They have no excuse. We had these guys. Just, from, we had these guys from Paris in my dorm in yeah. college, and oh, and, and this is the international dorm. For some reason, I was stuck in the international dorm. But well, look at we, you. yeah, I know, I know. I, I didn't put it together until later in life. But yeah, all, the 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 guys from Saudi Arabia, right? They they fucking stink. Um, yeah, but they're from the desert, right? Save water, whatever. Yeah, the the Frenchmen have no. F- fucking reason to smell that bad yeah They're, the guy's from paris why do you smell so bad yeah i don't know we had a had a frenchman show up at a seminar a long time ago like 10 years ago uh that we were doing up in new york and with this this particular seminar was very badly attended there's probably eight or nine people oh wow this is before we really got rolling and i'm telling you we were in a big auditorium i mean a big auditorium like a 200 seat auditorium Big classroom, yeah, at a at a government facility, and uh, I am not, I am not joking. But I mean, this guy, I mean, I I think they probably had to reupholster all of the furniture <laughs> and shit, you know, after we got out of it, you know, paint the walls and shit because it yeah. it was just overwhelming. Wow, uh, overwhelming. Absolutely fucking amazing. So Eric should stay home. Don't come visit us. Yeah, we stay the fuck away from us, Eric. All right, let's see, see here. All right, here's Coach Kurt. Hmm. Oh, Coach. Oh, I hate people who know it all in the gym. Like, because he knows like nothing. Coach Kurt. Because he knows nothing is the problem. Like Coach Kurt. Can't tell them anything. Can't introduce new concepts. Only see the negatives. I've spent 20 years inside a gym since I was 11. So, Coach Kurt here is 31, right? He's got a t-shirt that says Coach Kurt on the back. Yeah, it's embroidered. Yeah. You know, it's in... It's in in yellow letters. And he looks at Gold's gym. Coach Kurt. It's alliterative, too. Right? I pray I never grow old and lose sight of learning new things. Instead of looking at hex bars, instability is a bad thing. Ah, here we go. The hex bar, trap bar video continues <clears throat> to pay dividends. Right? Look at it as a good thing, my God. It's not like you're hopping on a BOSU ball. It's just another variation in a wide toolbox of variations you can deploy to get stronger and keep things fresh. Like, what's wrong with getting away from the barbell from time to time and doing hex? Nothing! (laughs) I don't know, coach. Maybe go up five. Oh, he pounds answered his own question. Barbell. That wasn't you. That wasn't you adding that. He answered no, his he own question. Said that right here. Oh, got it. Okay. That's Nothing. Good. It's right there in uppercase letters. Oh, excellent. Nothing. That's what's wrong with it. Nothing. <laughs> oh, <Jim. laughs> All right. Oh, this is a good one. This is a big long thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna truncate this okay. for for us. All right. Mike Sasson. Oh, good. We all like says, Mike comments. Ripito is a living embodiment of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Ah, yes. 
Do you even know why those of us in the weightlifting community ask you to produce a champion lifter? I'll explain by starting with a little history. And then he goes on to talk about the Fosbury flop and all this bullshit. All right. Nice. I think all that right. guy's a, like a real estate agent. or I don't know how he's in the weightlifting community. People in the weightlifting community. Or people are, who have Olympic like, weightlifted a couple times. Yeah, he's, you know, they're, <clears throat> they're the pinnacle. Yes. Of eliteness yep. in terms of strength conditioning. All right, Mike, let me let me clue you in on a very important thing. I don't produce a champion weightlifter because I'm not a weightlifting coach. Now, I used to be a weightlifting coach before you even knew what the word meant. I used to be a weightlifting coach, but I don't do that anymore. So I don't care about producing a champion weightlifter and were i to produce a champion weightlifter who would know more important than that who would give a fuck right who gives a fuck about olympic weightlifting besides me right yeah it's true you know and i care very much about it but but i am not here to fulfill your expectations, you stupid little fuck. That's not my job. My job is to make everybody else stronger. And if I happen to know more about the snatch and the cleaning jerk than you do, and I, I assure you that I do, that is completely incidental to the fact that that it's not my job anymore to coach Olympic weightlifting. It is my job to make normal people stronger, and that's what I do. I don't fulfill your expectations or the expectations of the vaunted Olympic weightlifting community because I don't care about the expectations. (laughs) Of the Olympic weightlifting community, and neither does anyone else. Okay. All right. Here's the one. This is in comment. Uh, this is a comment on our staying out of our lane clip that is uh, up right now. Michael says. Nah, stay in your lane. Your political takes are garbage, as are your opinions on weightlifting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That should be obvious at this point, right? Uh, at least he got it off his chest. You know? right, here's <laughs> Louis G says, why not start a separate podcast instead of appropriating your strength training audience for political conversations? Because I don't want to. <laughs> Because I don't want to. That's why. Okay. He makes it act like just because you're following starting strength, you have to listen to this podcast. Right. <laughs> right. It, <laughs> you it, have to. You, it's required. <laughs> you know. I, I. All right. Nikel Bones says, this is the most closed-minded and stupid video I can't even. <laughs> 
Once again, the trap bar video. Nice. It's closed-minded. That really pisses a bunch of people off, doesn't it? For me to say that it's a complete piece of shit. Right. And a thing to sell, not use. That just offends the shit out of everybody. Yep. I don't know why it digs Shakes on them, them to so their fucking core. Hard. You know? Because they don't want Why to, do they care this Because they don't, they don't want to learn how to do a proper deadlift, and it's easier just to squat down, grab something. Yeah, just grab up. something and stand up with the goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah, they don't understand. Oh, there's so much. All right. And he follows up to say, all Emma say, that's the way the kids write, <laughs> I'm going to. Right, IMMA say is you don't need to do the conventional DL if you're not a power lifter. Ah. Do whatever the fuck you feel comfortable with. Okay. Thanks. Uh, well. Put us in our place. Man, I tell you. It's weird that that video hasn't broken into the top five yet. Really? As much vitriol. No shit, it hasn't. <coughs> no, it's not. Well, you'd figure with as many two, comments three, as four, it generates five, six, that it would seven, be. Eight, nine, ten. It's like 12th down the list. Wow. How about this? What's the number one video? Still the quit putting the plates on the wrong way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did that on a whim, too. Yeah, that was just a. We just shit that out yeah. one afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Just sometimes your shit is better than your art. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> All right. Here's here's something. This is a comment from a lover. She likes to sneak those in there on you. Tavoy Litso Glupoy. Which has to be some kind of a Indian? Malaysian name or something. Yeah. I, who knows? You think it's Malaysian or Yeah, that might not even be the right Filipino or Indonesian or some yeah. shit. Who knows? All right, much love. Oh, my God, you have me in tears. Thank you, Rip. You made me cry, and you weren't naked. I fucking love you, asshole, so much I can't even tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then... (laughs) good. All right, then Harry Morehouse tells us, this is getting tiresome. It is. <laughs> he's one hundred. He is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> I agree with him. Yes, finally, something to agree with Harry about. And that's comics, comics. from, from me. Me. the heaters. Very good. I keep well, I talk. hope it's enjoyable to you fucking idiots. I don't understand why you would like to hear this concentrated <laughs> dose of stupidity before every single one of the Q&As. But you seem to enjoy it, so... They enjoy it. Hey, we enjoy all it. were laughing. We were. We, we had a good time. We had a good time. Are we going to do another uh, comments from the Hater Show on the 200th anniversary? The two hundred. What, what episode are we on? One fifty something. One, no, no, one thirty-eight or nine or something. Two hundredth episode, man. Something, yeah. All the good ones are gone, though. You know, all the classics. Yeah. Lobster, pink man. We need to yeah. do something. We need to do something else for the two hundred. Yeah, we should do something. something else. Yeah, it's fine with me. Whatever yeah. y'all want to put together, yeah. as long as I don't have to do a show that week. <laughs> <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> 
I gotta get some off my chest. Oh, I saw I saw uh, the new Bond. Have you seen it yet? No. Is it good? It's not in the. I'm not going to the theater. I didn't go to the goddamn theater. No, it's it's, it's streaming. Oh, is it just streaming right now? Yeah, yeah you can get streaming. It's yeah, I up. have to. I, is it? I buy. <clears throat> I'm I'm an old man. That's and the reason I why buy I buy DVDs. That's the reason why I didn't go. Can you imagine my father saying something like that? <laughs> no, I don't know yeah, your I'm father, but I can't imagine. He didn't, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're gonna be uh, disappointed, man. That's why I didn't go. Uh, I didn't. I oh, didn't really? I'd heard it was fabulous. Really? Maybe I just didn't get it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'd heard Dune was fabulous. Dune was excellent. Dune is. I, I yeah. just a masterpiece. Yeah. I've watched it three times. It's uh, oh really goddamn. All right. Yeah. But the new Bond is not. Oh man, maybe I just didn't understand, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Is it? But uh, got a bunch of wokeness and goofy. shit in it, or I don't know about wokeness, but the story gets all silly and shit. It's, yeah. Really. Well, this is the last one with Daniel Craig too. Why it did is. they? Why yes. would they have wasted the last opportunity I think to use just the best James Bond in history yeah, I guess on a shitty to tidy script? It up. And the, the thing that I fucked up and did is watch Casino Royale right before. Mm. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, they tie back into the Vesper storyline thing, and then uh, did they? and then it just goes bad. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we'll that, talk about it after to not ruin it for everybody. Casino Royale was. Uh, and we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a movie uh show on on action adventure stuff, I think. Nice. And uh you know, I think Casino Royale will be in that Sure, yeah. Either that or Skyfall. Yep. Skyfall's the best of the of the five for I sure. Watch that again. Skyfall is so good. <laughs> I've watched it ten times. It's just a perfect movie. It's one of those things that you know, like Winter Soldier. Yep. There's just nothing. And Javier Bode, I always pronounce Bardem. Bardem. Javier Bardem is yeah. an excellent, he's insane person. He's a, he's amazing in everything he's in. He, he really is good, yeah. But that was an amazing he's character in Dune. he created. He's in Dune. He's in Dune. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What, I mean, you've got to go to the show to see Dune, right? you got to go to the theater to it's see It's on really? HBO Max. It's really nice on a big, giant screen. Yeah. I bet it is. It's a good theater yeah. experience. I bet if you went now, there'd be nobody in the theater. Is it still on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's still in the theater? For sure. I have to give that some thought. It's damn good. I have to go on a Sunday night. Last feature on Sunday night. Tuesday There's lunchtime. nobody's there. Tuesday lunchtime. Yeah. yeah I, don't, there. I can't see movies in the middle <clears throat> of the day. Oh, yeah. It's like drinking in the middle of the day. It's just I somehow have managed to resist doing that. <laughs> no, and dude, I'm not going to just throw away a lifetime of discipline and start going to the show <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon. Dude's damn, damn good. I don't, know, I don't know that I've seen a better movie this year. No. No, yeah, probably not good. in three years. I bet. I bet the last really good movie that I seen was Blade Runner, um, twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. That's yeah. a damn good movie. I think that's the yeah. last really good movie experience I had. Ghostbusters Afterlife was good. Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I was very shocked. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. See, I'm. This is news to me. What the hell is that? It's it's go. It's basically Ghostbusters three. They're just glossing. Because it got the, women the, in it. Oh no no no! They, they didn't even acknowledge that nice. shit. It, it, it. It's not they, women instead of boys. No. The, well, the the main character is a little girl, but she was amazing. She really was. Well, um, but I, all the old characters end up coming back. If it's done right, there's nothing wrong with it. Like Logan, that little girl, yeah. Logan. Shit, oh yeah, yeah, that was incredible. 
Which uh, one? Remember are you Logan, about? the uh, Wolverine movie. The Wolverine movie. Oh yeah, movie? The, yeah. The little girl is mm-hmm. uh, the the experiment. Yeah, this this girl cool was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I and I went in thinking I was going to be sorely disappointed. Yep. Well, I wasn't. Well, why would you have gone in if you thought you were going to be sorely disappointed? Somebody else buying? Hope, hoping for a miracle. <laughs> I got I got a Christmas miracle. This is pretty rare because Rusty ticket. It's what you yeah, Rusty doesn't, <laughs> Rusty doesn't like got. any movies ever. I know. So that's. That's uh, saying a lot. He's the guy that always has a problem with everything. Yeah. He's the plot holes guy. You know, when you say right. you like you like Prometheus, and he'll say, right. well, what, about, what about the plot holes? Like Prometheus is bullshit. What about the plot holes? Like, you like Prometheus, you're stupid. I like Prometheus. I thought that was a great movie. Yeah, but we're. But you're that kind of guy. You're the kind saying. of guy that, I you am. know. I, I am. You <laughs> pointed out that. Like, nobody in their right mind would have got down on their knees in front of the alien and said, what a pretty animal you are. You're a pretty girl. Well, I mean. Right? Well, <laughs> here he goes. I agree. Here he goes. I agree with that. I don't think anybody would do that. Uh, well. Okay. And there are people that would do that. Yeah. You just don't know any of them. <laughs> but no, there are people that would do that. hang around smart people, I guess. Yeah. Must be it. It's got to be what it is. You hang around with people that would never let an alien hit them in the face. Snap their arm and then right. crawl in their mouth. Right. Yeah. yeah, people you hang around are far more delicate. Okay, now. So it's Q&A, so let's talk to these people that are. Is this a cold reading again? This is cold. All right, man. Here we go. <coughs> Buckle up, folks. Buckle up. Yeah, I think we're going to just do them cold from now on because, because uh, you know, why not? Yeah. Introduces an element of excitement. That's right. And if they're shitty, you can be mad at Bree on camera. That's always fun, too. Yeah. If they're shitty, it's not my fault. Right. So it puts pressure on her. Yep. Not me. Yep. Because she's the one that selects the damn thing. Right. You guys that are network subscribers send these in. And she selects them, not me, not me, her. And then I just read the damn things. And if you send in gibberish, then your name's associated with it. <laughs> so I, you know, there's some pressure to up your game here. All right. All right. So is everybody ready? Oops, ready. Let's All do right. it. Our friend Marty Fox ah, yes. assumes the number one position once again. Rip, what are your thoughts on the sport of arm wrestling where some of the greats have said that doing extra strength training has yielded them minimal results? It seems like a sport where being big and strong would be advantageous, but that's not usually the case. I'm a big fan of John Brzink who's known to be more of a midweight guy who's beaten a lot of the monsters. Also, Rusty was kind of right. I have an office job at the moment. I'm in the Navy on shore duty. My frequent presence on here is because I got rid of Facebook and Instagram (coughs) and wanted to support a social network that I consider to be of the good and the true. Just kidding. I'm 19 and living in my parents' basement with nothing better to do, which is also why I love the Texas method. 
I don't know what to believe. Which one is the truth? I don't know. Both of them are plausible. Yeah. I think the Navy story was the plausible one. Yeah, I think so. I've seen his picture, and he's not 19. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think he's in the Navy on shore duty right now. All right. So, sport of arm wrestling. I don't ever think about the sport of arm wrestling, Marty. (laughs) Uh, It's a... (laughs) I think it's kind of a bar sport, and it's not something I think about. You know, does seem to me as though uh, being big and strong would help, but I think there are weight classes. And if so, there's weight classes, you know, then there's weight classes. I bet, I bet levers also play you. a big part. The, sure. The, 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 the thing I do know about arm wrestling is it is extremely technique dependent. Right. If you do one thing wrong, you're beat. Yep. It's extremely technique dependent. But and there's I, no question, obviously, that there's a base of strength there. So if that's the case, sure. then strength will affect things. Sure, obviously. So you can't. So the 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 classic argument, right? We'll take the strongest guy and he'll beat the best arm wrestler. No, 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 no. no. That's no. never the case in any Again, sport. The that model, is strength right? dependent. That's right. never the case in any sport that is that involves strength. There is always heavily dependent technique component involved in a sport like that and just because you're strong doesn't mean you're going to beat people who are less strong who are better at it than you right and we have observed this many times read the article the two-factor model of sports performance on our website and see exactly what i'm talking about but this is uh i I don't know arm wrestling is just uh, kind of one of those things that's. Uh, I hired a guy one time who was a in a, in a former life. Uh, <clears throat> came in, applied for the job. During the interview, it comes out that he's a arm wrestling champ. Really? And he said he said the words, "Google me, I'm kind of a big deal." <laughs> you hired him. Well, yeah. Yes, of course. You, you hired him. Well, I've said that. Of course. Well, but you are a big deal. This is the arm wrestling champion. Oh, arm wrestling champion. Yeah. So uh, I never heard those words come Did out of a Did he supply you with laughs all the time? He, Did about he want to arm days, wrestle all the time? About two days later, <laughs> he went to lunch and didn't come back. Ah. He, had a, he had a giant head, just massive ego. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that tells, you, I, that you tells know, me all I need to know about arm wrestlers. Arm wrestling is... I don't know. You guys have fun with that. All right. It's fun to do. Now, is there a difference between arm wrestling and wrist wrestling? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure. What's wrist wrestling? I don't know. I was asking you. Oh. Did you make that up? You're the one with Google. Like wrist wrestling is a thing you've heard of? Yes. Yeah, there are two things. You learn all kinds of shit. As far as I know, there's two things. Wrist wrestling. Now, arm wrestling's got that table with the handle on it. It's a form it. of arm, according to Merriam-Webster, form of arm wrestling in which opponents interlock thumbs instead of hands. What? Hmm. No, that doesn't sound right at all. I I don't know. Oh, I don't know. instead of holding on to a peg, as in arm wrestling, right. competitors clasp hands under their wrestling arms. Right. Right. That's from a more reliable source. All right. All right. That's that's what I was thinking about. 
Because they've got that table for armrest. Like, right, they got know, the little thing. With the little handle to. sticking up out of the Have y'all watched the slapping ones? Where it's just oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you two slap dudes each other? Just slapping the shit out of each other. Yeah. No, it's, I haven't seen it. It's, it's fucking weird. hilarious. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it's just, Hard you know, to watch. that's not, <clears throat> that doesn't appeal to my particular sense of humor. Yeah. Since I, you know, I'm well, a diff- fan of the Big Lebowski and not, you know, <laughs> two dudes just slapping the fuck out of each other. What's funny is there's, just- no, there's no weight classes, so you'd have like a 140 pound guy going against a 300 pound guy and just getting wrecked. <laughs> wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. You guys keep doing that. Okay? <laughs> all right. Now, uh, all right. Uh, grand says thanks for answering my question last time about the press and the rebound versus laying back follow-up question on the press elbow pain shows up when i practice the rebound during my heavy doubles and singles on volume days i do strict with that slight layback like you show in your earlier videos because it doesn't piss my elbow off question is there any way to utilize or practice the rebound where you don't have a substantial dip initially on the elbows like loading hips forward and still getting a rebound well the dip is the point of the rebound right all right that's you the 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 bar going down is generated by the hips going forward without bending the knees and that's the nature of this olympic press that we we teach you can do it any way you want to i don't know why your elbow pain shows up i would the first thing i would like to see is your grip width and your grip placement in your hand that's what i would look for as a potential source of this problem you should also and at the bar is the bar's crashing backwards too the also, bar's going back and forth yeah. looking you know. at a squat too where his hands are in a squat yeah it you're, you're right it may not even be the press yeah, that's right. bothering your elbows usually the squats what bothers your elbows yeah. And uh, then it gets interpreted as being from the bench press or presses or barbell curls or some shit like that. When it's actually the the squat is the is the thing, and your incorrect grip on the squat is what would be causing that elbow pain too. Okay. Uh, Question about deadlift mechanics. This is from Zach the Jew. Right, I've been watching some deadlift tape and i've noticed that often on a really heavy limit deadlift there will be a bit of double knee bend not talking about hitching the bar where the knees go bent hams go slack and the lifter tries to hitch the bar up the legs but rather a subtle re-bend of the knees after the bar passes them on the way up even if the movement never stops and certainly without any hitch mechanically why does this happen is it necessarily bad on the clean we want the double double bend for the jump maybe the double bend in the regular deadlift gives a bit more of a push from the knees and actually helps the bar on the way up especially if there's no actual slack of the hamstring uh i don't know that i've ever observed what you're seeing zach He's probably no, seeing, uh, raising their chest too fast. If there's another be- right. if there's another knee bend and that guy finished a heavy deadlift, it's because uh, he fucked up and then fixed it. You, yeah, you cannot. It's re-bend. because he didn't get his hitch call. Exactly. You know, if you bend your knee again and you're doing a deadlift, all right, you're you're above the knee. 
with the barbell and the knee bends, the bar goes down. Right. And that's not allowed in the rules. That's why it's a hitch. Uh, look for the bar position and see if the bar went down. I think probably what you're describing here is, in fact, a hitch. Well, you can also, yeah. But I don't there, know. There's probably, I, a, there may have been a hitch very likely, or the guy's knees are moving forward and back. Like, you'll see people pump the knees right in their hamstrings, yeah, that, do that the weird pulse thing. pulse of that hamstring yeah, thing. But, but those are all. A lot of people do that. Yeah, those know. are all indications that you're about to fail that lift. Right. So, so it's. That's uh, what happens right before a miss. Right. Right. But on a deadlift, the knees and the hips extend the whole way up. There's no inherent double knee bend like in a like in a clean or a snatch. They, right. they have to they have to be extending the whole time. Yeah, and uh, reason for that lies with well, it's a, it's technically technically complicated, but it has to do with the difference between a clean and a snatch, and it has to do with the difference in the back angle, the progression of the back angle during the deadlift versus the progression of the back angle during a clean okay yep. but even just looking at the deadlift the, that's the, the complicated uh, olympic uh, weightlifting uh, shit that i don't know that's anything stuff that's about. out of your lane right right out of my lane but even in a deadlift the, the hips have to be like a way to think about it is the hips have to be the primary engine of that standing up yes. right so yes. as soon as you rebend the knees even if it's a tiny bit you're right. taking some of the but, leverage but, off the because hips. the the knee in the deadlift start position the knee extension is pretty much mostly none right yep you know it's uh it's not like a squat at all you're starting in a position of fairly complete knee extension from the from the beginning of the pull so the hip extension mechanism is the primary mover of the thing this is why i can do rack pulls with a decent weight without a left knee yep right now yep and uh All right, so our friend Andrew Lewis wants to know, what are your memories during the Vietnam War as a kid? What did you think of it? What did your parents think? And then he wants to know which cheese is best. (laughs) Andrew, there's never a best cheese any more than there's a best whiskey or a best wine or a... How do you pick the best, best cheese? Woman, or it's you know, the, it's, it's just application, a, right? On a yeah. cheeseburger, you don't necessarily want no something you, you, stinky and right. potent, right? Right. You don't want Stilton Blue on a cheeseburger. Right. <clears throat> you want plain old American cheese, or That's even right. Velveeta. Yeah. On a cheeseburger, no Velveeta's damn good. I've, on a I've cheeseburger. grown to appreciate American cheese on a cheeseburger. American yeah. cheese on a cheeseburger. I'm telling you, American cheese. We got Scotts Drive In. We may just do that when we get there. Scotts Drive In. You get a double cheeseburger <laughs> with four pieces of cheese. Shit, man. Extra extra mustard, extra onions. And you this it's a it's just a heavenly yeah, experience. It's, it's really good. So so uh yeah. Depends on the application. Memories during the Vietnam War is good. I'll tell you what I remember during the Vietnam War. And I was not tuned into this because I was little and I didn't know, didn't know anything about politics or didn't understand that Walter Cronkite was lying to my ass and that Morley Safer was a, a piece of shit operative. You know, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. And my parents didn't either. But what we did notice was that every Friday 
at on the 530 News, the network news at 530, which is when the network news came on in, in Texas. On Friday afternoon, they have the death totals for the week. Now, in the Vietnam War, um, anywhere from 400 to 600 guys a week were killed. So that is a completely different level of of uh, attrition than uh, any modern war yep. has generated. If we had had 450 to 600 people a week killed in Iraq, we would have been the fuck out of Iraq. Yep. You know, had we had that many people a week killed in Afghanistan, we would not have been there 20 years. And we certainly as hell would not have left the way we did. Okay. But that's the thing that stands out in my mind so much about Vietnam. And even at the time, I thought, you know, that's 600 guys dead from all over the country, from here in Wichita Falls. You know, all those people had families. These guys didn't want to go do this shit, get their guts shot out in the mud in Southeast Asia for what even then when I was when I was 12 for what I clearly remember that you know what do we accomplish if we win in Vietnam what do we got some more mud you know so I was confused about it but the thing stands out in my mind is how expensive it was in terms of our asses over there it was a it was a a terrible terrible thing and the psychopaths that run this country are still in charge of the damn thing mm -hmm. still doing the same game still doing exactly the same thing don't get a shit about individual human life if you can't see that the past two years you just don't want to you're just willfully ignorant these people don't give a fuck about you as an individual you're just a you're just a number and possibly your number is useful and possibly it's not and that's the that's the extent of their interest in you okay okay now here's a question for nick oh good i'm starting bjj this week on tuesday and thursday nights and i'm doing heavy light medium training currently monday wednesday friday what's your framework for training when you do BJJ, jeez, uh, I think that's the framework, right? That is the framework. Yeah, heavy, light, medium. If you're an intermediate, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're. It, it just depends how beat up you're getting in jujitsu. And the 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 reason this is a complicated question to answer is because it's it's how how out of shape you're you are, how hard you're going in class, right. how long is your. Well, is he your says class he's just be? starting. Yeah, so it's it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for him. So you're uh, the the general advice is to keep things as heavy as possible. Reduce reduce your volume where you need to. Um, just keep things as heavy as possible until you get used to jujitsu, which is going to take a 
month or two, if not more. If not longer than that. And then, yeah. And then as you get some proficiency in jiu-jitsu, you ramp up your strength training again. The more proficient you get in jiu-jitsu, the less likely you are to be hurt and training. Exactly. Yeah, your joints are going to – well, because it's, especially know. how – you know, if you're 25, you just proceed normally. Do do everything. Did he say his age in there? No. Yeah, if you're 20, 25, just do everything the way you're doing it now. You'll be fine. But if you're 40, you know, you, you, you're going to have to uh, – recover okay jack bissett says hey rip what experience do you have uh do you or any of the guys have with strongman have any of you ever done any contests or coach people who have my brother just signed up for a contest so i thought it'd be interesting to see if you had any pearls of wisdom well yeah i've put on strongman contests and judged them and announced them and been involved with them for you know 25 30 years and uh and the best advice i've got for you is to read the article entitled the two-factor model of sports performance strongman is a sport that has to be practiced but it's also a sport that has to be trained for strength and how do we train for strength we squat we bench press, we press, and we deadlift, and we clean. That's how we train for strength. And then once we're you – know, you, you can't lose sight of the fact that strongman is extremely dependent on strength, right? Duh kind of thing. Uh, so, in other words, is the farmer's walk an event you train for? No, it's an event you practice. And to the extent that you're big and strong and your hands are strong from deadlifts and you weigh enough to offset the weight of the implements you've got to carry up and down the parking lot, uh, training benefits the farmer's walk. you got to do it. In, in, you got to practice that because you have to know how to manage the grip and how to pick the implements up and how to walk with them without getting hurt and how to keep them from beating the piss out of your knees and all that stuff you got to do, but don't make the, don't make the mistake of assuming you can stop deadlifting when you sign up for a strongman contest and know the, know the events that are, that are going to be contested that day because your strength is going to be the determining factor on how well you perform that day. You'll have to practice. But the strength base is the most important aspect of strongman. Okay. Yeah, and you know what the events are going to be. You know what the weights are going to be uh, in general, right? Yeah. So, so you practice specifically with those, and if there's any deficiency, then that all falls under practice. You don't, you know, especially on your first one or first few, you don't, you're not going to start mixing your training your training days with your strongman practice days because you'll you're fucking up if you do. Yeah, the you know stuff like the log press and all the traditional strongman events, those are those have to be practiced, but they fall out of your pressing strength. If you can't press one thirty five, right, exactly. How are you going to log press two hundred? Yep. You know, you you have to look at these as as things that are going to be percentages of they're going to be sub maximal percentages of your one RM strength on the basic lifts. And, you know, you're not going to see anything that resembles a squat in there, but the squat's the basis of your overall strength. Yep. 
So you, you got to have, have like your squad a, like up. A dead, like a high rack pull with strap thing. But, again, what's the best way to train for that is just, just pull heavy. Pull heavy. heavy, right? You pull don't heavy. Need, you don't need to practice a rack pull. That's Deadlifts, haltings and rack pulls. <clears throat> right. You know, use straps where it's appropriate, but you better have your grip strong. You know, all these things are, are – uh, once you understand the two-factor model of sports performance, all this becomes real easy to, to, to understand how to prepare for a strong man. But don't make the mistake of thinking that practicing the events is the same thing as training for the strength that is the baseline for the events. That's the, that's the thing, all right? Okay, this is a hard one here. Uh, Mitchless asks, how does one find a doctor who's worth seeing? Oof, that is a good one. Pretending for the sake of the question that money is no object and I'm ignoring my insurance company's provider network, how can I ensure that I'm finding a good practitioner? Uh, I guess you have to ask. Referrals, right. You know, referrals if anybody knows the guy. Let's assuming that you live in a town the size of Wichita Falls. Okay. So 100,000 market. You know, we've got a handful of doctors here in all of the specialties. Uh, ask around. People will have had experience with these people. And, uh, and, and if you're looking for a surgeon, for example, you're concerned with the surgery. You're not concerned with whether or not the guy says stupid things about rehab because they're all going to do that. But if, if, if he does good work with his hands in the OR, that's the guy you want. And then you'll handle the rehab yourself. Um, but you know, if you've got, uh, if you've got your choice between, um, say a 72 year old urologist and a 40 year old urologist, I'm going to go with a young guy because he's going to be more likely to have the current information on this than some guy that's settled comfortably into a practice that's making any money where he didn't have to think anymore. There's a lot of that goes on in all the specialties. As far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a good GP. It's rare. You know, I, I'm sure that that's obviously hyperbolic, but, uh, well, we talked about. I don't know the, of any we, any it, there. It's real easy to be a bad GP, sure. and the the smarter guys go into a specialty. We talked about this in a you in, know. in another episode about I think maybe the expert one, but uh, you got to set things up where you you have a provider who you trust with certain things, and if you need to have a GP, um, which a lot of us do, then then make sure that they're scope in terms of dealing with you is limited to the things that they do so so as an example right so i've got uh i, I use nrc for my 
testosterone and stuff like that and they handled my blood work and advised me on on all that kind of anything that's lab related right my gp right. never sees any of that stuff good uh and and i use my gp for, he wouldn't understand it anymore. i'll use i use my gp if i need a prescription for an antibiotic or i get an right. eye infection or if that's I need all they're for that's all they're, that's all i use her for you know um because any advice that she can give me on any anything blood panel related she's out of her depth right she's no idea not her job not her job yep all this shit is specialized even the specialists don't understand that's it. right now we're very soon we're going to have a uh, a podcast featuring uh our friend keith nichols and uh, a dr bush that's going to talk to us those guys are going to talk to us about oh we're going to we're going to peripherally address trt again but i'm going to talk about prostate issues right. for men psa testing all of the chaos that that's caused. Yep. I want to I want to talk to these guys about that, and I want to. I'm going to have some red pointed questions for them, and and it'll be a it'll be a pretty good show. So, that's coming up pretty quick. So and those are you guys, that's a perfect example. You can yeah. use those guys as as uh, as providers remotely because they they're licensed in multiple states. Yeah. You know, and for important stuff, uh, you use them, and then and use then, them. You don't go to your GP. Have the GP do blood on you and then take his recommendations about a prostate needle biopsy based on an elevated PSA reading on that one test. You just don't do that. But that's uh... – all right, here's the subtext of your question. Let's just cut through the bullshit, all right? Your health care is your responsibility, not your doctor's. Exactly. Right? You need to know going in something about what you're seeing him for. You need to do the research on this. All right? This is not 1962 where the specialized knowledge is restricted to a certain elite group of professionals. You get online. You can look. You, you've got a, the best opportunity in the history of the human race to know things that you need to know, and it's your responsibility to know these things. Okay, you don't. You don't get the luxury of assigning responsibility for your health to someone else, because they're not the ones that are dead. If they are wrong, you're the one that's dead if you're wrong. Okay? So the responsibility is yours. You have to take that seriously. Okay? Uh, in the more you know about this, the more you will be able to sort through the medical professionals that you have at your disposal and determine which ones are worth listening to and which ones must be ignored because some of them have to be ignored right i mean if you go to your gp and your gp tells you man your your total cholesterol here is like 205 we've got to get you on a statin right now it's your job to know that that's bullshit it's your job. It's not his job because he doesn't care. 
He's just looking at numbers and doing what Pfizer tells him to do. All right? It's your job to know that that is bullshit. Right? And if you keep hearing things from this guy that are complete bullshit, well, it's your fault. Why are you in his office again? The hell is wrong with you? You know, you're supposed to know better than this. If the guy that you're paying for expert advice tells you something that is patently false, that you know is false, because you have done your homework, then it's your fault for being there. You know, you know he's just doing what, what he does every day. You know, you know he's 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 going to do that. I mean, the old story, you you knew I was a snake when you picked me up, right? It's a consultant. You're, you're hiring a consultant. Hiring look, a consultant. you got to look at it that way. Your consultation is incorrect. You're not hiring an expert on your situation. You're hiring a consultant in a, uh, in a, in a narrow field. Yeah, who may or may not be worth a damn. Right. The guy doesn't have to be worth a damn to be a doctor. Okay. All he has to do is get through medical school, get through his residency, and, you know, get his license. That's all he has to do to be a doctor. Yep. There's lots and lots of really bad doctors. Lots and lots of them. Sinclair asks about the option, but nobody actually uses it. Having attempted this a dozen times so far, I fully understand. I'll keep working on it and become the first to do it, especially after seeing a slow motion video of someone's bicep coming away at the elbow at the elbow pit during a mixed grip deadlift. Fuck that shit. <laughs> what do you think this actually means? What is, well, I, I didn't understand a word. I of didn't it. understand a word of it myself. He's talking about a mixed grip deadlift. He's going to actually try it or he doesn't want to try it. I don't know. It's, it's as though <laughs> some of this is actually not here. Yeah. Let's just talk the, about the, this for Bree, a second. Did though. you actually copy all of this question onto this? You did. did that you, was it. Did you read it? No, I didn't read any of them. She said, "Rip, let rip." Sort she it didn't out. read any of them. I actually heard her over there. I actually heard her. What over is there. she, she said, being paid? She said, to... she said, "Fuck this. Rip's got to sort this out. I don't care what. I don't care what it says." <laughs> hey, when you do mixed grip deadlift, you're not playing Russian roulette. It's going to be just fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. People act like as soon as they flip that fucking hand, yeah, they're going to have a bicep, bicep is going to explode. No, that's just not what happens, you know. Because if that's what happens, then everybody'd have an injured deadlift because right. everybody does the mix, the alternate grip deadlift, right? And not everybody gets hurt. Yep. You know, sometimes you get hurt. Usually, you don't. All right, try to keep that in mind. Whatever the fuck this question was about. Okay. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Shan asks hey guys and gal I have recently been diagnosed with grade 3 hemorrhoids and my primary care physician PCP says that my heavy squatting every week is the main contributor hey there we go <laughs> oh, see what I mean these people are just you know, this is what GPs are for, is idiocy <coughs> like this. All right. It's he also referred me to a, 
colorectal surgeon who wants to remove them. The surgeon wants to remove them. <laughs> Apparently, it's one of those painful surgeries you can experience. One of the most painful Ugh. surgeries you can experience. It take two to six weeks to recover from. My doctor is a skinny guy who runs a lot and probably can't lift a gallon of milk. For the most part, I trust his opinion. But when he said it was lifting that was causing it, not Candy Crush, it got me a little concerned. What does Candy Crush mean? It's, about it's, a game. Vi- it's a video game or a phone, phone game. Phone game? Yeah. yeah. Well, he thinks a phone game is. Yeah, oh. that's what he's talking about. Right. It got me a little concerned. Do you have any experience or knowledge about this topic? If so, I could really use your advice. My symptoms are annoying and can be problematic, and I've apparently had the problem for years, and it just never appeared, presented itself till just recently. All right, here's the situation. Here's the situation. You get hemorrhoids from your parents, not from squats, not from deadlifts, not from Candy Crush. You get hemorrhoids from your parents. They're a congenital problem. And not everybody that gets hemorrhoids from their parents will have problems with them. Not everybody that lifts weights that gets hemorrhoids from their parents had hemorrhoids irritated by lifting weights this is gp bullshit this is more gp bullshit kind i was referring to earlier these people will say anything because they expect you expect them to tell you what's wrong and you expect them to be definitive about it because you're you know going to pay them a bunch of money for their opinion all right unless all right, so here's the situation with modern hemorrhoid hemorrhoidectomies uh, are usually nowadays performed with a banding procedure in the office. All right, uh, they will. There are three hemorrhoids. All right, there are three sections of that structure down there that become inflamed, and the hemorrhoid is essentially a varicose vein in your rectum. All right, and when they swell, they're uncomfortable, as you're as you're aware. Uh, if they uh, become chronically uh, swollen and inflamed, you'll want them dealt with. All right, and what they do is they they band them. They will take a, they have a tool that expands a tight rubber band, and they put it around the hemorrhoid itself. It's not a pleasant thing to have done. All right. And what it does, it strangles the hemorrhoid, and it uh, uh, eventually just kills it, and it falls away. And uh, it necrotizes and falls off, and you'll shit it out and not even notice what you're doing. And, uh, you know, once you, if you've got all three of your hemorrhoids inflamed, they're probably going to want to do those one at a time, Maybe do two of them at once and then a third one in a separate procedure. I don't think they want to do all three of them at the same time. That would be, a, be a, a, a big problem. Might want to do one at a time. But eventually what will happen is, is you'll have this done, and it hurts a little bit for two or three days, and then it, it gets better. And uh, if, But if you've, if you've got 
uh, all three hemorrhoids swollen and inflamed, you're going to have to have them dealt with. But the the surgery that he's talking about, see, this guy's not even familiar with modern hemorrhoidectomy procedures. They're most people banned now, and most people don't have any problems with that. And it's a it's an office procedure. You go in for the appointment. He examines you. He takes you into the office. He says, here's our options. I can ban this thing today, and or I can schedule you for a lay-down surgery, and you're not going to enjoy that, and you're going to be out of action for a couple of weeks laying on your belly. Which do you want to do? And you're going to say, well, I think we need to go ahead and get this banding thing done. And he says, okay, let's go. And you go down the office and in the hall with him, and he puts you on the table on your knees, and then he tortures your ass for about 20 seconds. <laughs> Is and that, then it's over with. It's a permanent fix? Yeah. Once the, once the vessel's gone, it's... Yeah. Once the vessel's gone, it's gone. I had a client that just had that. <clears throat> And it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is a look, hemorrhoids cert? affect a huge percentage of the population. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're rather common, and these guys know how to do these, and they do two or three of them a day. And you find uh, a guy that does lower GI stuff, and he, well, he'll, you know, know exactly what to do. Yep. And uh, uh, it's, it's, but it's, here's the takeaway your gp doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about okay it's always a mistake to assume that a gp knows what the fuck he's talking about unless he's talking about a cold or snotty nose or you know chest infection or something like that they're they're uh most gps are like glorified lvns What's well, going to piss some of them off? But it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. You don't have to be a particularly good doctor to be a GP. There are some guys here in town. Some guys here in town. I I know a kid. Had a kid in the gym six or seven years ago that had gone in to one of the local embarrassments who passes a GP here in Wichita Falls. He'd gone in with a set of symptoms. GP talked to him for 45 seconds, and he left there with a prescription for Zoloft. Now, that is actionable medical malpractice, but he it's done every single day by GPs all over the fucking country, all over the world. Yep. You know, it's, it'd be the same thing as going in and having one blood pressure cuff reading taken by his LVN who doesn't know how to do it. And he says, oh, God, you're 140 over 98. Here, you've got to be on blood pressure medication yep. on the basis of one office visit. It's the same thing. It happens every fucking day in GP offices, PCP offices all over the country, all over the world. And I, these people are dangerous. They are dangerous. Okay. 
So I would encourage your skepticism <coughs> with regard to the advice of a primary care physician, especially if it involves some weird-ass medication or some invasive <laughs> procedure. The good uh, news is he's got to see another doctor, right? So what? Yeah, so, it's, so it, he's going to have to see a that person should proctologist or a, a lower GI guy or something like that. Qualified. And this, the guy that he sends him to will unfuck the right. PCP's yep. situation. All right, Tommy Gunn, our friend Tom from Boston, says I'll be taking a freedom flight from an unnamed northeast city in the U.S., which is actually a communist stronghold, and arriving in Texas in February for a seminar. Well, I outed him. <laughs> he didn't want the city name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> I will then drive to Wichita Falls after flying into Dallas. Question, the authorities here do not know that I will not return north, even though I purchased a round-trip ticket. I plan on seeking political asylum within the walls of Wichita Falls Athletic Club. What identification is required for me to be a political refugee during my three days in Texas? How can I prove that I love freedom and civil liberties, even though I come from a typical liberal bastion of socialism? The home of Liz Warren and Ted Kennedy. Yeah, that wouldn't have told anybody. No, anything. No, no. Yeah. You don't have to prove anything to us, Thomas. Not a thing. You don't have to prove a goddamn thing to us. You just come your ass down here and buy the beer. You know, you can get yingling here now. That ought to be a. That ought to be a refreshing kind of a thing to hear some people on the east coast that yeah. yingling's available in texas all over the bars have it on tap they do yeah they're making it down at that old miller plant down there in south fort worth oh no way i didn't know that yeah i think yingling bought that and it's a it's a damn good beer just for everyday beer i still haven't had it oh it's good it's, it's excellent i've always enjoyed it i drink it whenever i'm east yep but it's a it's excellent. It's a it's a amber lager, you know, dark dark lager, not a pilsner looking right. lager, but it it's got a you know it's got some it's got enough malt in it where you've got a malty finish and the hop profile's real good. Just a good little beer, excellent little beer. Far better than the corporate other corporate beer it's corporate beer let's be honest but right. it's it's not coors coors light bud bud light michelob michelob light miller miller light right it's not that dog shit it's an actual drinkable product so yingling awaits you tommy are we huh are we, we need to get that way don't we yeah purple think how many purple hundreds of millions of cases yingling? of yingling we just sold yingling? yeah <laughs> purple match for the company purple mattresses they send them a bill someone needs to reach out reach out circle back yeah. hop on a call i've got a purple you got a purple shit. everybody's got a purple, you got a purple? everybody got a purple you got a purple yeah everybody has a purple no other reason Te no reason to have anything else technically i have two i have two i bought my girlfriend one <laughs> you, why is uh, it? I mean, sorry. <laughs> okay 
All right, Brian Walker asks, my question is in regards to the Summer Olympics this past year. You mean the 2020 Olympics that were actually held in 2021? <laughs> That's what he means. I've been reading, rereading practical programming and then the section on the advanced lifter you mentioned that these athletes set up their programming in such a way to peak by appointment. I'm just curious if you think that the wonky Olympic cycle getting moved back a year due to the bullshit called the pandemic had any adverse effects on the weightlifters programming, not only for that Olympic cycle, but for any of the upcoming world championships. They're probably being held on their regular schedules. Just interested in your thoughts on this. Oh, I'm sure it fucked a bunch of people up, but they saw it coming ahead of time. Right. They had plenty of time to make adjustments. It's not a two-year training cycle, no matter who you are, right? I mean, it's oh, you know, I, there are people who claim their 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 periodization is on the Olympiad every four years, but that's bullshit. It's hard to fucking believe. Eh, it's just bullshit. That's not what that's not what's done. Right. It, it's what the ex fizz people want to be done, but yep. that's not what actual athletes do. So no, I don't think it fucked anybody up that bad. It's just a you know, you're going to, a, you know, a, a, a lifter at that level probably goes to two or three meets a year. He'll go to the, he'll go to his regional championships and he'll go to the worlds and he may do another one. You know, those guys at that level are going to do the Europeans. They're going to do the worlds they're going to do the Olympics and they, you know, they'll, Maybe make a guest appearance at a local meet or something like that, but um, they're uh, these people are very good at adapting to the situation on the ground. So no, I don't think it fucked anybody up. Uh, hi Rip, wondering if that is you playing the trumpet in the outro piece of music that always runs at the end of the podcast. I heard you say that you played trumpet a while ago. I'm a music teacher and a musician myself. I've always thought that is a cool little jazz fusion tune you guys use. Who wrote it? Some background on the tune, please. Uh, Tom, Tom, I, I, no, that's not me playing, <laughs> playing the trumpet. <laughs> no, I've never been recorded playing the trumpet, and I don't ever intend to be recorded <laughs> playing the trumpet. Uh, that's a this production music that Nick found yep. laying around somewhere. Yep. Yeah, royalty free music. Royalty free. Pretty sure music. that one came from. Uh, was it uh, from no, YouTube? no, we bought that one. I think that was from. Uh, I think you told movie. me you bought the license. <laughs> bought that but, one, yeah. Uh, it's production music. Yep. It's just pro generic production music. It just happens to be kind of catchy, you know. Yeah. And I don't know that that's a trumpet. That may be a keyboard could possibly be a keyboard could yeah. be a keyboard i don't know you're a music teacher you're supposed to know that that could be a keyboard yeah. right imagine a lot of those things on uh those stock music um, if i was making it i would i would use keyboards as much as i could yeah. but i don't know that is a nice little tune it may be a little we had three we 12 had piece studio band that just you know had a bunch of charts laid in front of them that day and they, mm -hmm. Yeah. Here you guys play this. Let's rehearse it a couple of times. All right, yeah. record it. 
All right, on to the next one. You know, that's how that's done. You know, you can get these things sounding pretty damn close to live. You you can, you can, but sometimes it's just easier to. I mean, if you're if you've got eight hours worth of shift to do that day, you know, you hire twelve guys to come in and they can generate tens of thousands of dollars worth of product in the course of an eight-hour recording session. You know, they got they got thirty charts that somebody's written for them. You know, yep. throw them up on the stands, fuck with them a little while. Everybody ready, and they just right. record them. They're all thirty-second pieces anyway. Yep. So, so, uh, Fire Flame Seven Eight Six says, "Is human civilization doomed to be subject to the whims of sociopath?" sociopaths for all of eternity in the past it was kings dictators and chairmen and now it's the ceos of pharmaceutical companies and the special interests that fund politicians uh, i think so yes i think so now ray and i have talked about this on this podcast recently and uh I don't see this going anywhere good, do you? No, the cycle repeats itself. The cycle repeats itself over <laughs> and forms. over and over. Look it, at Australia. Yeah. All right. Let's look at Australia. I you know, I'm sorry to have to pick on Australia all the time, but you guys have really surprised us. You know, we were surprised when you let yourselves be disarmed twenty years ago. We knew that wasn't going anywhere good. And now you found out where it went. And here is an English-speaking country. We hadn't seen this before. An English-speaking country that is deep in the throes of a totalitarian takeover. And uh, no one seems to be terribly concerned. You know, there there are a few people standing up protesting about this. But, I mean, they fixed it up so you can't do anything about it. You know, I think that, uh, I think what's, what, what the lesson here is, and the lesson has always been, you have to take care of your own personal shit. I can't have any influence on the government of Australia. Hell, I don't have any influence on the government of city of Wichita Falls. You know, all I can do is what I deem to be the right thing for me and the people I'm directly responsible for. That's all I can do. And... If everybody approaches it like that, instead of saying, well, you know, I mean, after all, he is a doctor. And, you know, he says we need a lockdown. So I guess we better have a lockdown. Yep. You know? I mean, if you're you're that complacent... Then shit's going to happen to you that you don't want to happen. 
but you shouldn't be real surprised when it does. The big disappointment is that the the look this we've talked about this before, but the last two years couldn't have happened without the internet, right? No. The <clears throat> there's no way there's no way they could have convinced everybody that they were about to die, and pushed a mandatory vaccine on everybody without having physically seen people dying in front of you, right? I mean, there's just right. no way this would have happened. So the, Goebbels the, invented modern propaganda yep. in the in the Third Reich. Yep. It has been perfected by Facebook, Twitter, that's right, Instagram. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and Fox News. That's right. It's been perfected by these people. It's at an extremely high level of of efficiency and efficacy at because, this point. Because your your because your your behavior is literally being controlled. Yes. By by uh, by your apps. Right. The, and you're allowing that to happen. The problem, the, the the really fucked up and sad thing is that the internet was supposed to give us all. Um, uh, decentralization and access to information. Access to information, and, so we can make up our own minds. Well, it, but it's done exactly the opposite. It's about dependence, right? So it? It's supposed to. It's supposed to make us more independent, and we become more dependent on yes, it. Um, and more centralized. So, right, uh, we're fucked. At least in the current iteration of things. The current iteration of things, we'd be. We'd all probably be better off if they turned off the internet. Like they're going to do in Australia here within a couple of months. They have no choice. They have to turn it off. There's too much un, on what would they call it, disinformation getting through. There's too much disinformation leaking through the sieve. That and when the government starts executing people protesting, you can't have that on the internet. Can't have that on the internet. Right. Can't have it. Can't have it. Rubs people the wrong way. To see old women being shot. Yep. You know, <clears throat> rubs people the wrong fucking way. Yeah. You know, so they're going to have to do something about it. And this is from our friend Jim Prod, who now wants to be called GP because he's not happy with my pronunciation. No, he's not. Concise version. Have you ever run into situations where missed training sessions cause a miss in recognizing recovery issues while performance was still increasing normally? All right, since I don't understand that, yeah. I'm I'm going to read the original <coughs> read the original version and let's see if we let's, yeah, obtain more information. Right. All right. I was reading the gray book and I found something that made me think in chapter two. With the stress recovery cycle for a novice. I don't believe this question. You don't? He's already lying. He's lying already. He read the gray book. Nobody reads the gray book. Nobody reads the gray book. Sorry. All right. The presumption is he's full of shit. All right. All right. To continue. If the stress recovery cycle for a novice is approximately 72 hours and training sessions are spaced 48 hours apart, then the training session from one workout ago is degrading the performance of this workout while at the same time the stress from two workouts ago, 96 hours, has been fully adapted. 
Thus, the adaptation from two workouts ago could potentially produce greater performance than what is being displayed, but only if the stress from the previous session was not pulling that performance down further than the five-pound increment. Making the five-pound increment a measure of the balance of performance increase from adaptation and the performance decrease from the stress. I still have no fucking idea what... Things are not that precise at the novice level. I, I don't know <laughs> what he's even trying to say. He's here. trying to say that... Uh, the, so so if 72 hours is the recovery window, but, you're not, so but we're, we're training every 48 hours, right. then we've got... No, it's not that shit's precise. just not... You're, you're, you're trying to... You're thinking like an engineer here right. instead of like a human male, all right? Things are not that precise. There's slop in all of this, all right? Depends on Slop depends on how old you are, how big you are, how much you eat, how well you sleep, all of this stuff. It may very well be that the stress recovery stress recovery adaptation cycle is 48 hours not 72 it might be that it's 96 if it varies much you'll figure that out during the application of the method and react accordingly as we've said many times this is a one week training cycle just because that's the way society's set up right Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the way society set up. And therefore, 48 to 72 hours. Right. It's not, 48 to 72 Nobody hours. has measured the amount of hours it takes you to recover. You can't do Because that. there's not any way to do it. it. You're recovered if you, in fact, went up five pounds the next workout. You were sufficiently recovered to apply greater stress. Right. All right. It may be that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Right. In other words, every 48 hours is the best way for you to train. But you're probably going to find it convenient and certainly effective to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So uh, this long, detailed question is uh, uh, reflective of uh, you're trying to apply too fine a point to what, by its very nature, does not have a fine point. Okay. All that's left is this pin, which doesn't tell us a damn thing. So I guess we better shut up and go away now, right? Yeah. I'm okay so with that. you got anything you want to add to that? No. Russell, you got anything you want to add? Nope. It's pointless to ask her. <laughs> You know, people have the idea that somehow we hold her back yeah. from from being on camera or talking. We, don't let we her. can't get yeah, her to like do shit around like we don't here. Let her we can't talk. get a goddamn cup, pot I of coffee forget, out of I the girl. Who it was? If somebody was like, you know, you, oh, was it Arthur? Arthur. Yeah, Arthur said, uh, you know, I thought the whole thing was a joke, and he tried to he tried to set up a video call with her, and she says, I don't do video calls. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're not holding Brie back. No, no. That's if not, anything, that's she's not holding, necessary. She's yeah. holding us back. Could be. She's I'd rather have a little more participation out of the fucking winch, but I, I don't. I don't know how to obtain that. She's so. holding us back. Yeah. That's the problem. All right. Well, enough of this fun. 
We'll see you guys next time. Notice I didn't say. Yes. The, the word. The word. Because apparently it's offensive now. Yeah. <laughs> On starting to drink Ta-ta.